0: Hey, everyone, this is Daisy's.live. I'm Scott.
1: I'm Miguel. And I'm Shria.
0: Shria is back. Shria, it's so good to see you. We're going to do a to separate show. Back. We're going to do a separate show about your travels in India. We're so excited to hear about it. But the most important thing at this exact moment is you are back. You are here with us. And that is great. So welcome back.
1: Thank you. I'm pretty sure everyone missed me. We Everyone did. one day and we <laughs> did it for us. Yes, we did. We absolutely did. We mentioned you in every show that you missed. Oh,
2: and we are here to scared.
0: review Bollywood TV and movies, and and talk with Shreya, Moral. Um, why don't you tell us what is on the agenda?
1: For today, we're going to review The Whistleblowers, which is a Blogs Entertainment's new show that is streaming on Sony Live. We will also talk about Don't Look Up, which is streaming on Netflix, a very iconic movie as, you know, something that needs to be said has been said. We will also review Minal Murali, which is streaming on Netflix too, and then Red Notice, which is also streaming on Netflix. It's a Netflix day, guys
0: it is a netflix day okay so um it's so it's so difficult not to say hey Shreya, tell us a story but i'm not gonna do that i'm not gonna do that but if you did want to tell us a little story like a really quick little anecdote that would be cool anyway um <laughs> sorry uh we're gonna start with the whistleblowers that's on sony live sony live sony live and uh, uh moral did you watch that because i did not
1: well um this is a story of a real life scam that was going on in India for a very long time but it came became national headlines in 2013 it was called the Vyapam scam Vyapam Vyapam and okay what's that this scam was about um, it was about medical malpractice what was going on is hmm. that um, it a lot of medical schools around the country would, uh, were, were involved in the scam, um, literally, but what was really going on was medical medical entrance candidates would give money to certain institutes for real life doctors to go take medical entrance exams and medical exams on their name. Um, they, they would, they would change the pictures and they would, they would have these doctors come in and take wow. the exams so that they could pass the exams and uh, basically not this this entire series is about one such um, uh, one such um, incident that became national headlines in 2013 um, the vyapam is the vyapam pariksha mandal which um, which is rpm which is rajya pariksha mandal here in the series It conducts many entry-level exams for public services like police, administrative services, and the pre-medical test. And uh, and candidates are required to apply to countries' top medical colleges, and then they are allocated medical colleges through this pre-medical exam. Now, what happens here is that that some some kids, um, this specific kid played by... Your favorite guy, Ritwik Balmic
0: <laughs> He's my favorite.
1: Yeah, from that, from Bombay Band. What was it called? Bandits? Bandish Bandits. Bandish Bandits. Yeah.
0: Rithwick. Yeah. That yeah. Guy. I, yeah. No,
1: yeah. I, and uh, I don't know if I,
0: I'd like him. I don't a, know if I'd, a, say, a I'd say he's my favorite. He's of the series. Okay. He's got and, a great voice. Uh, he tells and, a funny story.
1: Uh, and I just, uh, he's the son of a very famous doctor and owner of a medical school when he wants to make extra money out of it, and he starts involving himself in writing these exams and how he gets into the mafia of, um, of local, you know, goons who actually run this entire uh, nexus of medical students standing in for other students. When somebody tries to uh, point out to the, to the new medical students that they don't have the skills to be doctors, how, how, how they're killed or how they are taken away this entire thing and how the journalists get a sting of it and a sting operation is done to really pull this down so what i have to tell you is this is a must see i absolutely loved the series again another state of the park series from soning live it is so well directed so well depicted so really i mean it's it. I had my. I mean, I was holding on my breath throughout the series because I didn't know what what the next move was going to be for Ravi Krishan, who plays Jadeep jadav and he. This is probably his meatiest role since Mukhabaz, which happened in 2017. And what a wonderful performance! His performance is not. It's. It's like you get scared of the guy's intensity. He is. He he his performance is it's just it's just out of the park and then bolik right with Bomek, who actually um he started out with bandish Bandits, as we said but the the way that his his, his skill and his he's his the way he goes through the entire process of being this doctor who who has zero morality? And there's a dialogue in in this entire entire this this there's one dialogue in one of the episodes where he says, um, uh, I, "I like this subject and like this subject, but I'm zero on moral science." So he he literally makes a statement saying, "I have absolutely no morality." He's literally dating a girl and then sleeping with his her uh, with her exactly her sister. So he has absolutely no moral values, and the way it is depicted. Um, the storyline, the direction, uh, the intensity, the, it's the right uh, amount of time given to each sequence. Really well done series, guys. The whistleblower is quite like Scam 19, 1992, but um, I think Rithwick Bommack could have done better. I mean, I thought he was great, but Rhythm Bommack could have done a better job. Mm. Um, He's not Pratik Gandhi. It's not going to be a scam 1992 all over again for Sony, where a scam just won every probable pro- 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 award that there is. Um, Pratik Gandhi was the charismatic person in the middle of the story. Ritwik Bhamak tries to be that person in the middle of the story. But his entire um, show is stolen by the antagonist, Ravi Krishan's mm. Jedi Jadil character, which is phenomenal. So uh, if you have time, watch it over the weekend. It is called the whistleblower it streams on Sony Live.
2: Hi, this is Sohali Khan,
1: and you're watching us on Daisy's.live. Please download the Z5 USA app if you haven't already, and do watch our show Convereki Shikavati. I hope you enjoyed.
0: And now we turn our attention to don't look up. That's on Netflix. <clears throat> now I know yes. Shreya, you, you were you were traveling. You did not see this, correct?
1: I did not, but. Moral, I assume, but, but. Twitter and Instagram have made it impossible for me to live without having watched this movie. So mm. I, I wanna know everything about it right All now. All
0: right, Moral, I, I assume you saw it?
1: I did, and I know you did too.
0: I did, yes. Um,
1: Okay, so, well, this is a story of a pair of Michigan State uh, astronomers, Randall and Kate, uh, which is, of course, Leo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence. And they discover a massive comet in the sky that's somewhere between 5 to 10 kilometers wide. And their entire excitement turns to dread when they realize that it's on a collision course with Earth. And it will cause an extinction-level event in around six months. Mm. And what do they do? They call up whoever they know, and they rush to the White House to inform the president, played by Meryl Streep. <laughs> I thought she was very Trumpish. Uh, but uh, she, she literally, they, they, they literally turn them away. And uh, what follows is a really goofy exchange between the president, her chief of staff, played by Jonah Hill, and her self-absorbed son—they're looking at political ramifications of revealing to people what what would happen if they if everybody dies ahead of midterms, and and literally they even look down upon a Randall and Craig a cave because they're not from an Ivy League school <laughs> for that matter. So all the funny st- st- satire that they could think of in this movie. What did you think about it? Scott?
0: I really, I really enjoyed it uh, in the sense that I thought it nailed the way we, the machine that processes information, right? The machine that takes a political or social thing and then the way it's spun politically, the way it, it, the way it just gets, becomes a, a, a product that media packages and resells they nailed it um the way the politicians look th- at things through the lens of the midterms or the general election whichever whichever's next up um the way that the television show with uh that they were that they were first on where he was the the where she freaked out because remember, she, as the woman, as the female scientist, she, he was very good about giving her credit. But she also got angry and flipped out when people weren't taking it seriously. And then she became a meme. She became written off as a just a hysterical woman.
1: Exactly. A meme. Nobody really listened to what she was saying, but they more listened to how she delivered it. And how she
0: delivered meme. it. Yeah, and then and then Leonardo DiCaprio's character became this. You know, he became the hot scientist and what well, they, they did a spin-off on MILF. Was it ALF Ilf. astronomer? I'd like to right. So yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it all became this this game, right? This silly it, dumb it was between the politicians
1: game. and the media, they completely, completely created an entire economy out of the news.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then it then we saw the 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 attacks on someone's, then there was the rise of people who had no idea what they were talking about and doing the whataboutism and the attacking the other's credibility and the whole step by step by step. It just became this. but
1: Everything, every damn frame is plausible, possible. Absolutely. Yes. Yes.
0: Oh, I totally. Yes. I mean, look, when you have uh, uh, the president and her son, Jonah Hill as the chief of staff and he was he was Trump Jr. Or um, uh, what's his, what's the, if, if, if Jared, you know, someone who has no idea what they're talking about and has no idea that they have no idea what they're talking about. I mean, that was, that was very well done. That was extremely believable when it came, just think about the pandemic or just think about COVID and all the people, and I'm just gonna say it, and I really, I, I'm at a point where I don't care if this rubs someone the wrong way, everyone who is an all of a sudden an expert in epidemiology because they've read two articles on Facebook, right? That's what that's what this was, but it was just about a comet instead, you know, a, a hitting earth. Um, it, the parallels were the same. Uh, obviously this was really a movie about climate change, but we've had, we've seen this in climate change. People who are, they were, one article about ice core drilling that was in the New Yorker, 18, eight years ago is some one article is suppo- supposedly now equal to 99
1: 50 other Yeah,
0: yeah. So
1: exactly. exactly It was, it was that How, all over again. But, but it also tells you people believe what they want to believe. It's yeah. got nothing to do with fact. It's got nothing to do with with if even if you give them evidence to the contrary, it's a psychological thing. It actually evidence to the contrary
0: reinforces their yes. ideas. Yes. That it's not happening, that it's not. And don't look up refers to what became this absolutely ridiculous team comet versus, oh, that's not a comet. Don't look up versus just look up. That's what it was. The, there was the just look up crowd. Just look up and see the comet. And they, they created another one, another one saying
1: don't look up. And that was the president who created yeah. it, right? It
0: was just like, yeah, it was just this the a reaction to the just look up movement, which was but you can see it with your own eyes. It's right there. You can see the comet every night. It's getting closer and closer. Oh, don't look up. And then of course, let's not forget there was the billionaire. There was the goofy Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk type, who's always got his, he thinks how somehow he's this guru who understands the world on on a level that us mere mortals can't understand. He's not a businessman. He's a visionary, et cetera, et cetera. And guess what? he was completely wrong about all of it. He was the sort of person who never hears the word no, and everything that he did ended up being a, a failure, except that he and about 10 or 15 or 20 people, uh, 20,000 years later, they got wake, awakened from their their cryogenic chamber and they uh, come back to the world that had been destroyed by the comet. And so the, the, the message is the billionaires, they don't care about us, and if they get it wrong for us, they're still going to take care of themselves. And honestly, like there's a part of me that thinks all this space race, this is for the, the thousand people that can afford to go up to space. And the rest of us are going to uh, be left on a dying, burning up planet. And it, is that true? Is that where we're headed? Oh, sometimes it really feels like it
1: seems so, like it. Yeah. Either you're a Shatner or you're not
0: shattered. Yeah. So, so. Yeah. so I, I, I like, it was so well done. Like, it's hard to say I loved this movie, because loving the movie means acknowledging <laughs> that some really awful things are either going to happen, or like, this feels too close to home, right to say, I Oh, I love this. Yeah, we're all gonna die. Like, it's just so I really liked the way they captured what happened. That part was that part was picture perfect. And the way it ended uh, seems like it might be picture perfect. It was a really depressing ending. We watched the world come to an end. We watched you know, the world as we know it. You know, die. it
1: was how however however hard hitting it was. but you know how absurd we are as people. Um, it, the movie just mirrored that reality. Uh, yeah, I mean, which is
0: why I have a hard time saying I loved it because it sh- it was like the mirror showed how cr- how absolutely insane we are, right? We are. Just nuts.
1: You know, just just the banter between Meryl Streep and Jonah Hill, my God, <laughs> that's real. People have these conversations. But then the reality of the fact that such a news that you're gonna die in six months is a possibility The comet is gonna hit planet Earth and the last six months of your life versus that entire ariana grande kid cootie yeah you know that entire episode which gets more attention yes. than yes. the comet
0: yeah the fact and that they broke up the and then they got married is- they proposed on live television and oh oh that was so you know i mean that was that and that's 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 the squishy middle of American politics, but it's not just America, it's the world. This is the squishy middle of people who are politically unengaged, who don't care. And that kind of celebrity gossip crap is more important to them than when a scientist says, yeah, there's a comment coming and it's yeah, gonna and the, and destroy then, the world. And then
1: the entire transition of Leo, Randall, Leo DiCaprio's entire character into this social media icon the the hottest strong that was good too that and, was good t- and you how know, the yeah. government plays him into saying whatever the hell they want to say
0: that was Doctor Burks, right that was and, and it's I mean, it's
1: very well written very well directed I have to give it I give it up for Adam McKay of course hmm. we know him from his other movies that he's written with Will Ferrell like. You know, for example, Anchorman and the other guys, but he also also was a director and he wrote The Big Short earlier, which was which won, which nominated for several awards, including two Academy Awards for Best Director, Best Adapted Screenplay. So um, Adam McKay does it again. He he hits home with a story, and we definitely um, recommend, highly recommend. Don't look up. Ah, I'm going to slide but, yeah, song see it now.
0: Hi, I'm Sujata Day, and I'm the writer, actor, producer, director of Definition, Please, and you're listening to me on Daisy's.live. Shreya and and Moral, and we just got done giving um, a sad but enthusiastic thumbs up to Don't Look Up on Netflix. And now we turn to another Netflix movie. This is Manal Morali, and I did not watch this, uh, so Moral. Why don't you tell us about Manal Morali?
1: Well, this movie is a superhero movie, wow. and and it is done really, really, really well. And almost fell in love with Tawina Thomas, who plays the lead over here. Um, Has superpower here in the movie is a super charm, of course. But this Malayalam movie is streaming on streaming on Netflix. And so, so the story is about um, this village of Kurukamula, and the village is in danger. So, um, this guy who's a simpleton in the village um, is struck by lightning one night, and he develops superhuman strength and rechristens himself to Minal Murali, which in Malayalam means lightning Murali. And he becomes savior of this little Kerala township or village. And then um, huge sensational events happen and Jason, um, who's a hardworking Indian youngster, he fancies himself to be a whole dude and helps his father in his tailoring business. Dreams of leaving the country for for America, where he believes he can make big money, since tailors are in great demand in America. You see, and no one knows how to sew there, so they only wear ready-made garments. So I'll I'll be in need is his entire logic to things. Um. Then he he matures when he realizes that uh, his people need him, and it takes a while for him to get there, but jason's journey from an overgrown baby to a full-grown messiah of sorts um is, is full of humor and heartbreak and high drama and that is this entire story of middle morale it um of course is built the tribute to the hollywood superhero genre but um made on a larger budget which which you can see how they use special effects and everything else. It's really very culturally rooted. It's visually beautiful. But uh, what really makes the movie really stand out is that it doesn't let its packaging really determine its soul. And not only that, but but it, it, it has this entire, uh, you know, it, it's it's a superhero origin story. If we were to just take the Marvel um, parlance into this and uh, the cinematic lingo, um, the fight sequences are very well conceived and executed, and the film takes its own time arriving at a very strong minnow. Um, absolutely love Tavino Thomas. Um, he's on a list of actors for twenty twenty one to look out for as well. It's just done a phenomenal job and and of course the stunts are amazing the cinematography is good and and of course the action director is vlad rimberg and if you don't know who vlad rimberg is one of my favorite series uh, lucifer has been action directed by the same guy and oh
0: well yeah that explains everything that explains
1: my love for this movie right there it It is a great drama about a very reluctant guy and the pain that is caused by trivialization of those who are viewed as the others. And um, it's designed as a mass entertainer, but it does not, it does not, it does not make the audience feel as stupid at any point in time. So I absolutely loved Mila Morali Morali, and I absolutely loved Davino Thomas. This guy is a superstar. In making, so
0: look out for to, to, to be in a talk how's it going my name is Rushi Kota uh, you are watching me on daisys.live. dot need... live live this is Scott I'm here with Mural and Shriya. and Mural just got done giving a very positive review to Manal Murali, that's on Netflix check it out it's about a uh, Indian superhero sounds interesting um And now we turn to Red Notice. And let's just get this out of the way right now. Why is Red Notice on Daisy's.live? Just for our audience. Why why is this included?
1: It is on Daisy's.live because of um, the cop.
0: The Interpol.
1: The Interpol cop.
0: Who who chases our heroes in Red Notice. I I don't think I have I seen. What's her name? Yeah,
1: she's she's a British uh, actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name is Ritu, um, Ritu Arya. She Ritu is, again, a British actress of Indian origin, and we are reviewing it. Red Notice because of
0: her. Red Notice. Now, I'll give the premise. I'll just do the treetop, and you can dive in with the review, moral. But Red Notice is a silly uh, con slash thief heist movie with uh, Ryan Reynolds the rock and wonder woman and gail gadot and um uh those it are the has three gail
1: gadot in the movie yes yes
0: which is a silly heist con movie with gail gadot throwing glasses of champagne and and having champagne with oh with the guy from uh uh what was his name the guy from uh uh, Silicon Valley the trace Comas club member yeah. the guy he had he had the very dramatic he had the very dramatic voice um, anyway it it is as it is a because Ryan Reynolds is in it and he basically has he 's been playing the same character now for since deadpool and
1: that's... i love him if, i do too if you, haven't, I... if you haven't you must watch the proposal i love him I, and I... the fact that betty white is that's her last movie betty white ah. sandra bullock ryan reynolds in the proposal oh, my okay
0: love. so all of that it, like all of these it's a there's you cannot it, there's no way to have a serious movie with ryan reynolds playing that ryan reynoldsy character Right, so there's nothing about White? this no not, i'm movie. not talking about the proposal i'm talking about i'm i'm now talking about the movie that we're trying to review
1: okay let's get that's, back well, to bad.
0: yeah that's right okay so and we're still on the premise but um it there's no way to take it seriously this is not high cinema this is meme worthy as Shreya brought up this is meme worthy gail gadot even though she looks lovely like everything about this is just so um, and it, what I, one of the things I liked about it is that it takes place in several different geographical locations. It's in oh my god, It's, 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 in, so Spain. James Bond-ish. it's in, yeah, it's in Italy Rome it's in, and, yeah,
1: Valley and, and right. Russia, you know, in
0: Russia. So what did you think, Morale? What did you,
1: did okay. you,
0: did you enjoy let me, it? Did you,
1: well, she thought let you me it. I actually movie. loved it. I loved it because it was so funny. It was so light hearted funny. And the fact that, you know, there was this, there's Ryan Reynolds. I love him. And there's Gal Gadot, and then there was the Rock, Dwayne Johnson, and then there was this girl, Ritu Arya. She was a badass, hot cop. She's greedy. Really looks good.
0: I agree. She was badass and hot. And there was a scene where, when she shows up in the in the in the formal attire, yeah, yes,
1: had a party. Yeah. So. Yeah. She so, yes. so this is a story of the fact that Cleopatra had three golden eggs. <laughs> so let's <laughs> start from there. Once upon a time there were three golden eggs that belonged to Cleopatra. This entire movie is based on that premise and one is in a museum, the other is owned by a billionaire and the third one is lost and all these three crooks um, are are looking for the lost egg. Um like Nolan Booth is Reynolds and then there's FBI agent John Hartley and then there's the bishop the gadget of course. And um, then she's the world's greatest art thief. And then there are ninjas off the egg and there's uh, Hartley getting framed and there are thiefly shenanigans all over the place. And then all this, including the globe hopping to computer generated image locations in Rome and Bali. <laughs> They're all CGI's, by the way, and where they finally, you know, find the egg and uh, basically, you know, the world's greatest profiler of art, these Ritu Arya, who's the hot cop, following them everywhere. But yeah, this is is the movie. And, you know, somehow, however silly it sounds, I actually liked it. It is actually Netflix's most expensive movie, a budget of 200 million dollars what you, what you get? You get this, and I love it. Yeah,
0: it you know was- You you could mean, do
1: with $200 million? Oh, yeah, the, makes I know. this movie, apparently.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. It it was, I agree with Moral, it was really fun. It was the stupidest. I mean, it was so dumb in so many ways. There were pl- plot holes. There were lots of funny Easter eggs. It was predictable, and yet-
1: Hey, Baldy Locks. Whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, but I still, I still really enjoyed it. I watched it to the end. I even knew how it was going to end.
1: Anything with Ryan Reynolds I love because he makes up all these words. Like he calls Dwayne Johnson. Hey, baldy
0: locks. (laughs) I, I, you know, you've got a bunch of very charming, attractive, funny people who are, you know, with, with the CGI and with the, the locales and with the silly story about the eggs. And it's a, funny dumb movie and I, th- I i wouldn't say thoroughly enjoyed it but i enjoyed it i'm glad i watched it I
1: loved you know it. I, had, I had fun you know, there, there is my most memorable dialogue in the movie is this when ritu Arya, you know the interpol agent das she mm-hmm. arrests Blute.
0: hot cop let's just call her hot cop
1: hot cop hot cop arrest well, we which cop. is ryan reynolds no this is the but woman for hot me cop.
0: she's hot cop for uh-huh. me i like i you know
1: so hashtag hot cop that's our that's our trending thing our like hot cop every in your episode heart, no match um but but anyways so she says uh keep making jokes I, because i'm going to send you to the worst place in the world <laughs> and ryan reynolds answer with your instagram account <laughs> Seriously.
0: yeah yep i felt like sometimes really it did feel like deadpool it really, it felt like Deadpool it, and Deadpool It's it the same, like, you could just take it. the... Yeah. It me a um, ride that, it's
1: such movies. me and Scott humor, though. Like, Scott told me he likes dad jokes. I um,
0: did not. I did you did not, not Scott? No. i.
1: I we point.
0: actually disagreed on dad jokes yes we, oh, wait, we... we
1: did that's true Scott completely disagrees so if Scott <laughs> did not like the slapstick humor in a movie I know I'm going to love it like I'm going to be laughing all through it if Scott says Ari, that, wasn't I that love, funny, Shria, I love crappy slapstick I do Need and it? this was like when Ron Reynolds was there you can't be hey, he's, so, he, he's so combustible with these <laughs> these little you know movies and situations I love him yes yeah, well
0: I, I I have to say that even though even though a lot of the humor if you just look at if you read it on a sheet of paper would not necessarily some of it would be really funny to me um and some of it would not but the delivery and this is where this is where ryan reynolds is so brilliant and he's so much fun is that the way he like i laughed so hard on deadpool at deadpool 2. I was in tears. Now, part of it was being on an airplane and they they say that being on a plane makes everything either sadder or funnier uh when you watch movies. And that's I've I've experienced that. I've I bawled at movies that really weren't that sad. But anyway, Deadpool 2 had me laughing so hard and half of the half of the jokes, I mean they were funny, but they weren't like bust your gut lean over, you know, and that's the same thing with Red Notice. It was I. I laughed out loud at most of the jokes, and half of them were stupid. But Ryan Reynolds is just—he's—he's he's brilliant that way. So, it was—it was—you know—what else is there to say, really? It was fun. It was. i go
1: watch it. Yeah, you will, just, you will have amazing fun watching it, just because it is fun. It is a fun movie. It, you don't have to take your brains to watch it, though.
0: Yeah. Don't. Yeah. If you, this is not. This is not great cinema. This is not, you know, this is not Citizen Kane. This is not uh, There Will Be Blood. The, you know, this is this is a dumb, fun popcorn movie. And, and if popcorn. you go into it like that, you're going to have a blast.
1: Hi, this is Anya Singh, and you're watching me on desis. Live. Please download z 5 USA to watch our show, Konbaniegi Shikharwati, and have a great time.
0: Live. This is Scott. I'm here with Moral and Shriya.
1: And you know, Scott, I had the opportunity to speak with Mahesh Pupati a little while ago. And his show, Breakpoint, is actually streaming on Z5, the platform. And it tells the story of not only the tennis uh, that they played, uh, that he and Leander Pierce, his teammate, played, but also what went wrong between the two of them. And they stopped speaking with each other and stopped playing with each other and put in jeopardy the entire position of Indian tennis. So let's hear an excerpt from my chat with Mahesh Pupati. Hi Mahesh, good morning. How good morning. are you doing?
2: Very good, thanks.
1: Um, welcome to the show, uh, Daisy like Show Mahesh. It's a pleasure having you here and uh, you look excited because of course your big documentary is out. It's, it's a wonderful one. We watched it, we reviewed it. How are, you, um, how are you dealing with all the success?
2: Well, we've you know, worked extremely hard for the last 18 months to <clears throat> put it together, specifically in trying times like COVID. Uh, and uh, you know, so many memories <clears throat> brought back, uh, so many different uh, you know, colleagues we've been able to interact with. So it's been uh, kind of a surreal experience. So you know, I'm, glad, uh, I'm glad people have, started, have really enjoyed it in general.
1: No, it's a very intense one, and for our viewers and listeners who haven't watched it yet, it is available on Z Global, which is the world's largest OTT platform, and Z USA, Z5 USA has uh, just been launched here in America a few months ago and this seven part web series breakpoint actually narrates the on court and off court journey of one of the most feared tennis doers uh in the late 1990s um so the journey uh, has um has of course you know it might, might must have been difficult for you to uh, to to, uh, to narrate and then put it all together um but uh, let's talk a little bit more about What made you do this?
2: How did you both come together to narrate this journey? So we've been, uh, we've had offers in the past to do it. I think, uh, you know, it didn't really uh, fit well with our thought process. But, you know, obviously when we heard that Nitesh and Ashwini were interested in talking to us, you know, their pedigree as storytellers is, you know, second to none. So that kind of got us excited. Uh, So when we spoke to them for the first time, you know, they gave us an incredible amount of comfort on um, how they were going to tell the story um and how they were going to allow us independence to be able to tell you know our our individual perspective so i think that kind of really you know morphed into a great friendship for us uh you know individually as well with them which mm-hmm. because we had you know numerous zoom calls uh, through the process and uh, i think that now has translated on, on on the screen which everyone is enjoying
1: Um, And your entire relationship with Ashwini Ayer and Nitesh Tiwari, you didn't know them before, it started with the narration of uh, the show. So, um, working together on this, and and we've heard rumors about you guys working together on a project apart from tennis, um, um, I mean in terms of this project, how did it feel getting together on something other than tennis?
2: Uh, I haven't heard that rumor yet. Uh, so, I, you know, so far we've only worked on this and, you know, I think we're just kind of sitting back and enjoying the, the fruits of the success. Uh, you know, I'm sure, like I said, there's been a, you know, great friendship created. So if there are opportunities to, you know, work together in the future, you know, we definitely consider it.
1: Um- um, between you and Leander, this is probably the first time you worked on something other than tennis. How is that experience?
2: You know, other than tennis, yes, but it's all tennis revolve. It all revolves around mm. tennis and our story. So, you know, it wasn't that uh, hard or complicated. You know, we've lived the story real time. So for us to be able to uh, kind of narrate it again was not, I don't think was hard, but, uh We just wanted to make sure we were telling it to the right uh, in the right fashion with the right platform. And that's why, like I said, we found the right partners and uh, that's why this was the right time.
1: How has the reaction been from not only the people who were a part of the story, of course, who narrated their experiences and their thoughts, but also people who are watching it now? How, How has the reaction been around family and friends?
2: I think pretty emotional. I think, uh, you know, I think there was always an emotional connect to our story, uh, positive and negative. And uh, I think uh, I think a lot of questions have been answered. So I think there's been a lot of the response, you know, overarching response has been emotional, I would say.
1: And uh, what about have you have you received any feedback from the fans? Because, because you know people have people have literally waited for so long to see the, the two of you together on screen, even if it is in a documentary. But 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 having said that, how has the reaction to the fans been?
2: Yeah, I mean I've been following it on social media. Right, everyone mm-hmm. who has watched it is you know giving their feedback and posting uh, their perspective and their reviews. So yeah, I think I think like I said, most of them are enjoying it and you know, we're very happy that they are because we put a lot into making this work.
1: Brilliant. So, uh, Mahesh, tell us more about uh, your best memories from the matches. I mean, uh, we we have a huge, um, of course, the US US is full of tennis <laughs> tennis players and you know everybody knows about you. We have a huge community here in San Francisco Bay Area that 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 are huge fans of, of the both of you. Um, what are your best memories from the matches?
2: Well we've we've had obviously a lot of heartbreaking losses, <laughs> some big wins, but I think the one that would definitely stand out was you know, winning Wimbledon in nineteen ninety nine for us—that uh, was obviously, you know, from a tennis perspective, the pinnacle of our sport. Something we dreamt of doing since we were kids, and being able to kind of achieve that uh, was definitely, you know, the icing on the cake.
1: So um, now, now that you know this this um, this series is out on on Odd platform, um, how do you the two of you feel about? you know, are the chances that you guys will get back together for a match or are there other are are there hopes that you want would want to give your fans?
2: I mean, so we're both retired from the tour, mm-hmm. so I don't think there's any opportunity of playing, for, playing a match. Uh, you know, as of now, you know, we're, we're happily retired and I think that's the way it's going to stay.
1: Okay. Um, how are you... Um, I, are you still sp- spending your time playing at all?
2: No, not at all. Not really played serious set of tennis for like five years.
1: Well, thank you so much. I hope this um, series um, is, is one of many, I mean, there's so many stories that you guys would tell from your both your illustrious careers. Z, Z Global is here and this seven part series um, uh, is is available in in, in the United States. Uh, the platform has around 18 languages and around six international languages as well. Um, but it's home to around 170,000 hours of demand content. And uh, uh, the story of Lee Hesh and the story for the fans is available on Z5 Global. So please go watch it and watch your favorite Mahesh Pupati Um, the entire story of how things happened between the two of them and their illustrious careers. So having said that, uh, Mahesh, thank you so much for taking out the time for being with us today here on Daisy's.live on Radios in the Game.
2: Thanks. A ton. Thank you. Thanks thank a you. lot.
0: Daisy's.live, This is Scott. I'm here with Shria. Shria and Miral. So thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next week, and we'll see you for the Shria show. I'm Scott.
1: I'm Miral. And I'm Shria.
0: And this is Daisy's.live. Thanks, everyone.